This time on episode 328 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to discuss the season 2 finale of Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Playland, and some weekly Marvel news. I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, April 19th, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast worldwide via www.geeks.live. Come and join us in our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Garlic Day. It's handy against vampires. It is, and some people enjoy it in their food, and some people make a note not to eat it when they're going to be close to other people. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, that's something you can smell from quite a distance. Okay, some people can eat it, and they don't have the aroma from them or from their breath or whatever, but... Most people are not those people, but I do enjoy garlic. Do you enjoy the taste of garlic or is this something that you just don't have in the kitchen? Not a lot. Okay. Well, we do have cloves and every once in a while one will come out of the refrigerator door and it will lay in the ground and then we'll have to throw it away because I'm not eating a clove that's been on the ground, even though you have to peel it back and get to the actual, I don't know, sieve, clove, whatever it is. And we also have garlic presses where you actually press the garlic anyway. It's a seasoning. Some people use it for their food. Some people don't. And yeah, and there is no real history to this. But garlic originated over 7,000 years ago. So we thought we'd give it its day in Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast because April 19th is Garlic Day. Have we talked enough garlic for you? Yes. Okay. Let us continue then. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the multiple Marvel small-screen series like the Netflix series Jessica Jones, which we'll be completing season two this episode, and the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes in general. Because of hot yoga. If you'd like to talk to us about steamy hot yoga in your living room... You can catch us at our website at legendsofshield.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can message us on our Facebook page at Legends of Shield Podcast to talk about yoga. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of Shield. You can leave a message for us on our episode on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geek all about the correct placement of yoga mats in your living room. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of Shield skill. 
And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the GunnaGeek.com network. Now, Michelle, we don't have Agent Lauren with us tonight. Nope. She is at home sick and for the night. And we don't have Agent Haley back yet because Fitz hasn't fixed her computer yet. Well, you know, he's been through some time. He's been through, he's been through a lot. He has. So we'll give him a pass at not getting into Agent Haley's computer. But they are not with us tonight. We're hoping to have a more rounded shield cast next week. But you never know what's going on with the world in We'll see what happens. In the meantime, Michelle, are you ready to talk about the complete Jessica Jones season two? Yes. Jessica Jones season two, the entire season premiered on Netflix March 8th, 2018 and included the finale episode AKA Playland. I don't know. I mean, if you're watching from front to back, I'm not sure. I guess you could because it drops on midnight. So you could get through the whole thing in one day. Anyway, why don't you run down the creative team for the episode Playland, Shell? This episode was directed by Uta Bryceviz, has 27 directing credits starting in 2010, including one episode of Weeds, Four Awkward, Five Jane the Virgin, Two The Hundred, One Iron Fist. One Black Sales, one of the Defenders, two Jessica Jones, two Stranger Things, and two of the upcoming The Wheel of Time. The story was by Jesse Harris, has two writing credits starting in 2012. For Jessica Jones, she's been the staff writer in 12 episodes, has written one episode, and has a story by credit for one episode. And the teleplay was by Melissa Rosenberg, 22 writing credits starting in 1993 including three episodes of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, three Dark Skies, five of the Agency, one Birds of Prey, two OC, eight Dexter, one Red Widow, and three Jessica Jones, and she's also the creator of the show. And Jessica Jones is based on the Marvel comic of the same name by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos. Michelle, a.k.a. Playland. It is the title of the episode, and we often link the title of the episode to the theme of the episode. So what do you got for me this week? They end up in an amusement park called Playland. Okay, I can't argue with that. That is actually what happens. I would think that maybe there's a little bit more like Playland. Like Jessica's mom didn't have reality in her mind. She never really has this whole time, and I don't know if it's her fault or not. But you can consider this whole road trip to be a playland of hers because she just didn't think everything through until the very end. It's true. She does have this delusion for a moment of her and Jessica being this superpowered female duo, perhaps in unitards, perhaps not, perhaps capes, but no capes. Reality, no capes. Going around saving people, delivering food to the poor and all these fantastic things. And Jessica's trying to ground her in reality, but really didn't do a good job until a certain phone call. And even then, she was overpowered by family and the fact that she had her mom back. And that played out at the end. Very horrific, actually. I don't know if it was going to end any differently had Trish not intervened, but it was pretty horrific at the end. It really was. And I was looking at the time of the episode. There was about 15 minutes left when 
the ultimate scene happen between Trish, Jessica, and her mom. There was a lot that had to be taken care of after that scene. It wasn't like the ultimate scene and, and that was it. There was 15 minutes of wrap-up that needed to occur and set up for season three. Because at that time, they knew they were going to have season three of Jessica Jones. True. But let's start with the road trip. You're in the Winnebago. You're doing a Witch Mountain with mom. And we talked about that last time. And you're taking the road trip and Jessica really just wants to take her mom in. She wants her to be behind locked doors, locked bars in the raft and to be back there. And she was having nothing of it. No, she took Jessica. She was trying to get Jessica to realize I'm your mom. I'm your family. We need to be together. You can control me. You can be my cure. Then she told Jessica that Jessica didn't have much of a life and that she was going to be her cure because Jessica just drinks all the time. But that was a lot to put on Jessica. You're my cure. No, Jessica's just your daughter. She doesn't need to be the mom. You're the mom. She'd done it with like a decade with Carl. And she knows Carl. Alyssa is Jessica's mom. And she knows that Carl is gone. He's dead. And that's why she went on a rampage to begin with. And she knows she needs another stabilizing factor. And she's looking for Jessica for that. And she just isn't getting it that it's not going to work. That's the setup that we have going into this episode. And with one hour left, I knew it wasn't going to end pretty. I just, I didn't know. And you had said like four episodes ago. So eight episodes of Jessica Jones ago, you said Trisha's gun is very important. And you were trying not to give away anything. I didn't give it a second thought. I probably should have. I just didn't see it coming. I didn't see it wrapping up that way. The first time that you watched this, did you see that happening from the beginning of this episode? No, because Trish was in the hospital in New York City. Jessica and her mother were on the road for some time. My head was trying to figure out, one... How Trish could have gotten out. Okay, look, people, when you get in the hospital and that whole people just ripping out, you do not just rip out an IV. Putting an IV in takes a lot of skill. Taking out an IV takes even more skill. I've had plenty of IVs in me, unfortunately. You just don't do it. They're not hooked up like that. That way you see with that's just like a little Band-Aid or whatever. No, it's this complicated thing and you just can't do that. And there she is in the hospital. The cops had just questioned her. Her mother was there. There are fans. How could she have gotten out of the hospital with no one noticing? What car did she take? When did she get her gun? I guess her gun was, okay, let's say her gun was still in her purse or in her car. How did she get to her car without Dorothy noticing? Because Dorothy didn't want her to go anywhere. So it wasn't that Trish did it. I can understand why Trish did it. And I can see why Trish thought she had to do it. It wasn't that part. My brain was just going, how the F did she get there? <laughs> the whole thing about, uh, first of all, let's just back up saying the medical stuff. Yeah. The first thing you do when you wake up and you have oxygen that's flowing into your nose, the first thing that you do is rip that out. No, it's there for a reason. 
there is some medical reason that it is put there. You just don't wake up and then just take that off, let alone the IV. I mean, I would never take out an IV by myself. I would if if it was like a Walking Dead sort of situation. Remember the first episode of The Walking Dead where he's stuck in the hospital and he's got to take it out? I mean, that's one thing, right? But if you actually have medical personnel, there's no reason for you to yank that sucker out on your own. And uh, oxygen, okay, that can be taken off, but it's there for a reason. Just leave it on there until they tell you that you can take it. I completely agree with that. Dorothy, she is being controlling it. This is about her worst scene as a person that I've seen of Dorothy. She's being very controlling. She's telling Patsy that she is going to basically re constitute her life that she was going to stage manage her life in that don't do anything until i tell you to do it that sort of thing it was just horrendous watching her trying to control her adult daughter like that it, it's just you don't do I mean, that's overbearing over controlling parents and just doesn't need to be there and dorothy needs to understand that her daughter is while needing help is still an adult and you just don't do that to other adults no dorothy wanted to take over the finances actually called trish here trish almost died and her mother is like well you're this washed up failed radio talk show host so i have to rebuild who you are i have to take over your money i have to figure all this stuff out i'm just sitting there going she almost died. You're horrible. <laughs> and she, I'm glad we don't get to see her for a while now until Jessica Jones season three, because she's still around. Now, how did you ask the question? How did Trish get past Dorothy? Dorothy is forced to leave the hospital room by Detective Costa because he wants to talk to Trish alone. And Dorothy says, okay, I'm going to get your room ready for you. And I think she's talking about her Trisha's room at Dorothy's house. So Dorothy has left the hospital and gone to her house to get the room ready for Trish. And I think that is why Dorothy allows Trish to go away because she's not there to stop her. Okay. However, I don't know where the gun is completely reasonable question if it's in the car is the car at dorothy's house i don't know is the car is the gun in the purse wouldn't the cops have searched that i, I just don't think that uh, yes and time wise absolutely right so the rv is taking side roads so it won't get caught on the freeway for wherever they're going or maybe they're driving in circles because Alyssa doesn't know where they're ultimately heading or whatever still They've been gone for at least a day because she's driving all night and it's the next day. So they're a day away. How does Trish get there? Maybe she takes a helicopter from wherever. I mean, they're in New York, right? So maybe they take a helicopter somewhere so that, and she knows they're in Westchester. Still, that's a bit of a stretch. But even if she gets a helicopter, people are going to know that she's coming there. Like, yeah, I, it's just time-wise. And, okay, I am curious. So, apparently, Westchester is 43 minutes. I don't really, maybe I'm getting the wrong, wrong Chester. Is it Westchester? Yeah. yeah. It was Westchester, but we don't know what's saying. We know that there's a playland 
in there, but yeah. we don't, it could be fake. But still, it doesn't work out time-wise. Yeah. It doesn't because Costa asked her and then he actually, you know, makes that phone call. And that's another thing. How did Oscar get there? How did Oscar get up there? He says, nobody followed me. It's like, you can't take the subway to this diner. I don't see you having, okay, okay, look, everyone, you need to understand how New York City works. It's expensive, all capital letters. It is expensive to just have a tiny little apartment. There's a reason why Malcolm, after he gets the really big job, doesn't move out. It's really expensive. And that's just for an apartment. In order to have a car, you have to, of course, own the car, pay for insurance, which it's New York City. That's going to be high. You also have to pay for parking. That building, you're not going to get a parking spot for free. You're not. It's not going to be one of those places where it's like, oh, you have your apartment and here's parking. No. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. People would have to pay an extra $200 a month for parking at their own apartment complex. And that's Chicago. You just don't own cars in in a place like Manhattan in New York City. There's a reason why there's a ton of taxis and the subway is so important. How did Oscar get there? I don't know. You know, with Trish, you might say maybe her superpower includes super speed, but Oscar doesn't have super speed. So I don't know. You don't know where the diner was. You know, it's somewhere near the water, but you don't know where. I don't know. I'm not going to try to geographically put everything there. It's just. And then in the middle of that, you have a back road that there's not many passers by. That there happens to be an accident between a minivan and a truck full of flammable gas, that explosions are going off and nobody, there's no sirens, nobody's, so it's out in the middle of nowhere, allegedly, right? I was thinking they were in like North Carolina or something when that happened. No, they were within an hour of New York City. Yeah, which I don't, even if you travel all night, you're going to get a lot farther than that. And they, they were talking about going to Montreal, which that works. They really played fast and loose with geography. I know a lot of movies do that, especially like when things take place in like Los Angeles or all of a sudden, you know, you go 10 minutes from here, they're there and you're at the beach and all that type of stuff. And it's just like, you can't do it. Even I'm realizing, I don't know New York that well, but I know there's New York City and then upstate New York is completely different. You know, has all beautiful trees and it's all, you know, nice and with the trees and all that type of stuff, wider open spaces and such. And it's completely different. And that's where they seemed where they were because she was wanting to get papers. But then it's one of these things where you just have to take the geography and time and chuck it out the window, which really disappointed me because this season was so tight. The writing was so good. And then to just drop the ball like this, because it took me out of it for a bit. Because when Trish did that, there was the moment, and I wanted to feel the weight of that moment. But then my brain just went, where'd she come from? (laughs) And you shouldn't have that type of moment. We had the same discussion, if you remember, when we were talking about the Punisher. 
remember? And we were talking yes. about the trip to Kentucky and everything. So yeah, we've gone down this rabbit hole before in the Netflix series. And apparently anybody from New York thinks that anywhere else is within like three hours of drive. And that is not the case. Anyway, you brought up in your because of the hot yoga. I don't know if it was hot, but it, it mean hot in quotes where Jerry Hogarth had her personal yoga instructor in her house. And I don't know about you, but whenever I think about personal yoga instructor, I think about actually getting instructed rather than facing away the whole time. It depends on how long they've been together. In the beginning, yes, you have that one-on-one, but eventually Um, Because I've actually taken yoga where the instructor is at the front and they're doing the move. Sometimes they're facing you. Sometimes they're not. So they can actually show you the correct pose and such. So that part, actually. And also, it's Jerry. She was liking the view. (laughs) And at the end, it looked like Jerry was making a move and the yoga instructor was anticipated. It didn't make any move away or wasn't shocked and didn't make a comment afterwards other than I'll see you later sort of thing. It wasn't seductive when she said that, but it led me to believe that either they had advanced their instructor student relationship beyond that already, or they were both anticipating. it. You never know. Also, when they opened the door, Malcolm was there. Perhaps the yoga instructor wasn't too sure the her policy on PDA public displays of defection. So. Of defection or affection? of affection, okay. public displays of affection. I, I knew what you're trying to say. I heard defection. I was just oh. wanting to make you qualify what it was in case I heard incorrectly. Detective Costa really talks Jessica down. If it was anybody else but Detective Costa at the end when they're at Playland, everybody else was just totally afraid of them both including Jessica and Costa was like, no, she actually has handled this and I believe her sort of thing. It was amazing also to me, the amount of a lack of a proper handling of the gun. Trish shoots Jessica's mom. I don't know if we said that before or not, but Trish shoots Jessica's mom, kills her one heck of a shot, by the way, she's on the ground and she's shooting up into the, Moving Ferris wheel at night. With a handgun. It's not a long rifle, no scope or anything. So great shot. One shot. And then Jessica takes the gun. The residue is on Trish's hand. It's Trish's gun. If I'm the cops, I'm going to go and, you know, do some investigation and try to get some prints off of or residue or whatever off of Trish's hand. And Jessica doesn't fire. If Jessica would have just fired the gun at the ground a couple of times, then that would have solved everything. There might have been questions on why did you shoot the ground or, or whatever, but okay. And then the cop, Costa, just takes the gun without trying to wrap it in, in you know, basically puts his prints on it and he hands it to another guy, the SWAT team commander that just takes. So they completely ruined all the evidence on this gun. I think Costa just wants to close the case. Jessica had the gun. Jessica killed her captor. Self-defense. Report written. The end. 
I know. It's just, it's a season was so good. And then it's this. Kind of wrapped up really, really quick. We lost a lot of the main characters along the way. Simpson, gone. Carl, gone. There's just a lot of death in this one compared to the first time around. It's pretty normal for the Netflix series itself, but Jessica Jones wasn't like this the first time around, except for the people that the Purple Man got rid of along the way. So, okay, maybe I'm I'm just remembering it differently. <gasps> he got to me. I'm brainwashed. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of death in this, and then it just gets to the end, and, and you got like four characters. You got Jessica, her mom, you got Trish, I guess Trish's mom. And you've got Detective Costa. That's what we're down to. It. Uh, Malcolm, I guess, Jerry. Price. Price. Which Price came back out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's the legitimate associate of Jerry at this time. And I can see that. I don't fault Jerry's decision at the end to go with Price versus Jessica. There's just too much that needed to be legitimate there. And if we back up, Malcolm decides after he finishes uh, fixing up Jessica's apartment, he actually finished it. Nice job. Turns in the key. Does the whole hair suit thing. Gets information. Goes to Jerry. And it's like, I have gotten information that Jessica said she was going to do. And Jerry has that wonderful moment where she gets to take her clients and double her severance pay and start her own firm. From the moment from, it seems as though the events when her mom died, when Alyssa died, to when we find out Jerry is trying to like find new office space and Price comes in, it seems as though it's been probably at least a month, I'm thinking. It's not overnight. You're absolutely yeah. right on that. There, There's some time that's... In there, I mean, Trish is not blood-soaked anymore. She's well cleaned off. And yeah, I, I would agree. It's been at least a couple of weeks, if not a month, like you say, in the um, epilogue of the season. You've got Jerry, with Malcolm's help, winning whatever that really means against her partners. Now, why she ever partnered up with them to begin with, I don't know. It was probably advantageous to her at the time. But she doesn't need them. And she's absolutely right. Beware of the woman or the person that has nothing else really to lose. Because when it comes down to it, what is money to her at this point? It's just time. It's, it's an unknown amount of time for her, but it's shorter than she thought it was going to be. So it's like two to five years. And she's already ticked some of that away. She was able to use that information that Malcolm dug up for her to win against her partners and then start out on her own and she's going to have an office on her own and she's going to have price with her. and whatever she's doing and she's got Rand as a customer too but whatever she's doing is not exactly above because she tests malcolm on and he says okay i'm ready let's go do you know what she's up to no neither do i we'll find out in season three it's jerry who knows and Jessica, who doesn't really care about being a superhero, gets to be a superhero and foils a convenience store robbery without really using her superpowers, really. Well, she threw that bottle. Well, okay. So was it the speed of the throw that 
really knock the guy down because if I'm going to get hit in the head by a bottle, I'm going to go down. I don't care, especially a full bottle of alcohol like that. I'm going to go down. It doesn't necessarily have to be a superpower. True. But she got for that bottle. She, I like how she tried to take the whiskey as payment. And he's like, no. And then she kept, you know, being an upstanding citizen, she's like, fine, I'll pay for it. But I would have been like, yeah, this is my reward for the point that you're not dead and you're not in prison for killing somebody else. So, yeah, I'm fine. She doesn't say any of that. She just chalks it up and actually pays. So, I don't know. It's hard to see Jessica's motivation from time to time. But the Jessica at the beginning of the season would have just taken the bottle. True. And also, we're not sure why she was taking photos of that person. That also could be a setup. We're assuming that she's gone back to just adultery people, but I think it might have been a little bit more. Yeah. And for a listener or, or viewer, I just want to qualify again. Neither of us have seen any of the Netflix stuff at this point or beyond. Actually, none of the four of the main Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. hosts have seen anything beyond here because this is as far as you got and you were the most advanced of any of us. Correct. So we don't know. You bring up a great point. We don't know what is leading up to different things like what Jessica was doing. I assumed it was just an average run of the mill divorce case or something like that, but you're, you're right. It could have been something else. I don't know. We've got at least another season in Jessica Jones. I don't know if she shows up in a cameo in any of the other series at this point. I don't think she does, but I don't know for sure. And I don't know if any of the other people do or not. I mean, foggy showed up in one scene in this and with Jerry's new law firm, who knows how foggy is going to interface with that. But I see that happening again, even if it's just a quick scene with foggy Nelson and you have Jessica having dinner with Oscar and Vito. And honestly, I did not see that happening. I did not see that relationship being at the end of this season. I kind of figured they had a chance when he miraculously showed up at that diner. And if, if Jessica was able to get out of the situation, I'm going, maybe she might still be with him. I like that she realizes that she's been cut off from a lot of people and that she wants to try with someone who knows what she what she's about, but she can kind of be fresh with, you know, start have like a nice clean slate because it's going to take time for her to trust Trish again. She's on the outs with Malcolm, on the outs with Jerry. Yeah, Oscar's about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. Now, when she looked at her clock and it was seven o'clock, I thought she was headed to the bar. I thought she was just going to hang out at a bar and, and have you know, guys hit on her or something like that. I did not remember the standing invitation to go to dinner. Although if I would have remembered that at seven o'clock, that made more sense because that was the one thing that was in the back of my mind as she was leaving. It was seven o'clock. I'm like, that's too early for her to go to a bar. She would have stayed at home and worked for another couple of hours at least and then gone to a bar. I just didn't see the dinner, although I'm glad she's reaching out and I'm glad she's got somebody to go through. You still have the core three, Jessica, Malcolm, and Trish, that are no longer core. They're no longer together. And with Trish, with her new whatever powers they are, could just be excessive coordination for all we know at this point. But whatever her powers are, she's got some powers, and we're going to see how that plays out in season three as well. So last shot at season two of Jessica Jones. Is there anything you want to bring up, Michelle? I like the themes it explored this time. 
what is family, you know, her coming to groups with her past, having survivor's guilt, being able to work with that a bit. I did like this season. I know I had some gripes about this final episode, but overall, it's a solid season. It's different than season one, which is what I liked. I don't like it when they copy and paste and it's the same thing over and over again. But it did connect to season one. It had good character growth for Jessica. I think it was a solid season. I think one of the reasons why they were able to grow and expand upon season one is that season one wasn't an origin story. It was bam. We got Jessica Jones in the middle of it. Yeah, we had some flashbacks like when she broke the bathroom sink in the home of Dorothy and Trish. But we didn't really see the stuff that we saw this time around where you saw Jessica in the clinic and you saw what happened to her mom and you got the full backstory behind IGH and what had happened so that they were able to build on that this and with the first two seasons you basically get the origin story of Jessica Jones without getting the origin story of Jessica Jones I think that worked well that intertweed well as the story is progressing forward I don't think there's anything more in the past that they need to go back into in season three. I think they need to go forward at this point in time, but who knows? We'll see what they got in store for us. Well, due to time constraints in the schedule, normally our next thing would have been the very next series in Netflix, which would have been Luke Cage season two. But because we have five weeks between now and something very important that we'll discuss later in the next segment. We are going to take Iron Fist Season 2, two episodes at a time, and that is the next thing that we'll do, and then we'll come back after our next project and come back and get Luke Cage Season 2. So that's the plan. Next time, we'll discuss Iron Fist Season 2, Episode 1, The Fury of Iron Fist, and Season 2, Episode 2, The City Not for Burning. I'm looking forward to that. Are you looking forward to that? Yes, because I've heard that Season two is much, much better than season one. Exactly. That's why I'm looking forward to it. In the meantime, we've got some news to talk about. Agents of Shields is coming back May 27th. Woo, got a date, and I think ABC is killing themselves by not pushing it forward, but okay, May 27th, yay. It's a Wednesday and it's 10 p.m. That's late. I made a joke in our Discord server when this news came out because a lot of people were hailing it and saying it was great. It's coming back. But everybody was questioning why the 10 p.m. I made a joke. I have no information about this. I said, yeah, they have to do it at 10 o'clock because of the nudity. Nobody took me up on that joke. They all thought I was serious. There is no nudity on network TV. No, there's not. <laughs> I am really looking forward to this on Instagram. As soon as this announcement came out, there started to be a lot more posts from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Instagram account because it's the only new thing that they've got coming out because everything's been pushed back. So th this is it. And it's been in the can for a year. So we were all wondering why they didn't move it up. For whatever reason, they decided not to move it up past May. and. May 27th. So it'll be a summer thing and I'm looking forward to it. And there's just been a ton of photos out there. So 
If you're living under a rock and you haven't gone onto the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. accounts on social media or the Marvel accounts on social media, go ahead and, and check it out. You'll see some amazing stuff. And I don't want to get too far, much into it because our next news story actually does go deeper into it. So what do you got for us? Well, we have an Agent Carter connection coming up in Season 7. Enver Jagokaj never expected to play Agent Carter's Daniel Sousa again after the Marvel series two-season run ended in 2016. Thankfully, fate had other plans. Entertainment Weekly reported exclusively that he will guest star as Sousa in the seventh and final season of ABC's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And remember last summer, season six ended with Daisy, LMD, Phil Coulson, and their crew jumping back to 1931 New York City in a modified Zephyr because the Chronicoms were planning to attack S.H.I.E.L.D. at different points in time. The team's timey-wimey farewell adventure in season seven will eventually lead them to cross paths with Sousa. Maybe we'll get a sort of coda wrap up with agent carter which got canceled too soon i can't imagine them not wanting to do this now this was the last thing that jeff Loeb really did before he went out the door i mean i guess the last couple of seasons of hook and dagger and runaways hook and dagger and runaways i think he had a hand in that too but this is the last thing so if i mean if you're trying to wrap up everything that you've done on the small screen i can't imagine them not wanting to wrap up agent carter because agent carter was canceled even though it is a fan favorite and yeah, let's just give it the ending it deserves rather than the cliffhanger that we got at the end of season two. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this and I'm looking forward to the wrap up of agents of shield. And I just want to point out LMD Phil Coulson happened before season one of Picard. I just want to point that out. I know. And it's the third resurrection of Coulson. That's true. All right. I'm looking forward to a new content. I'm looking forward to wrapping this all up and I'm looking forward really to the next MCU movies that come out, even though that they've been pushed back, at least for now. I don't know. I think if movie theaters continue to be closed, which I don't think they will at this point, but if they do in the fall, if they're closed, I think we're going to see some home releases of these movies, but it's way too soon to speculate. How many episodes are in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7? Do you know? 13. 13. 13 episodes. I'm going to savor each one. But all things must come to an end. That will be the end of what started in 2013. Seven lovely years. All right. Any other news, Michelle? Nope. All right. Looking forward to Iron Fist next week. In the meantime, I think what we're going to do is we're going to pull off Kind of similar thing that Jessica Jones and Malcolm did in the hallway, and we're just going to ignore each other on the way out. I hope everybody has enjoyed our foray into Jessica Jones season two. We will complete the rest of the Netflix stuff, and we're looking forward to whatever Disney Plus brings us whenever they actually get to bring to us as well but we got plenty of content to cover so legends of shield is going nowhere right now thank you to everyone who is still listening through the when asians of shield comes back it's been 42 weeks between i was keeping count of hiatus week so thank you for 
downloading and listening to us during this drought. Until next time, I am Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. See everybody next time. I'm not going to ignore you. I can't ignore you. Oh, I know. We tried. And yes, that is a goatee. For now. For now. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Hello. Hey. How are you? All right. How are you? Live in the pandemic dream. <laughs> what does that mean? Just trying to make the best out of a bad situation, I guess. Yeah. <gasps> you got a beard. What mm. you doing with the beard? Mm. Got a beard. Don't try to go tee me. It's facial hair. It's a beard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's a goatee or a beard, if you prefer, if that's the Indiana saying. Have you had a good week? Yeah, pretty much. And all right. Did I tell you about my nephew's birthday present? No. So, yeah, my nephew had his 11th birthday last Thursday. And last Friday, my sister called me frantically. And said, I need your help. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. I can already feel it coming. I need you to find me a Nintendo Switch. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. No. That's a Herculean task. Yeah. So, I didn't know anything about the Switch. I mean, I knew they existed, but I, I really am not a player. So, with the Switch, with the mobile devices, so I'm like, fine i don't have time to to play my xbox I, I hardly have time to to play anything else right so i was like okay i had to find out a little bit about the switch there's this thing called the the switch light or whatever and i knew that wasn't going to be good because that didn't have all the things on it you can't project to a tv on it can't take the controllers off that's sort of thing so i knew i had to actually get a switch which are completely sold out. As a matter of fact, there was a Forbes article like just the previous day or two days prior that came out on in Forbes that said the Nintendo Switch was out. Nintendo was saying that there was going to be more. They just didn't know when they were going to show up. So they hadn't ceased production on them or anything. They just hadn't gotten over here with everything going on with the pandemic. So like <sighs> told my sister, all right, here are the options. I can go to a third-party seller on eBay or somewhere that does third-party sellers like Newegg. I tried GameStop, and they were out. 
I mean, I tried online GameStop and they were out. So I'm like, well, that's really your two options. And then she asked the question, well, does this thing need games? Yeah. Yeah. It needs games. Uh, but they come in, there's a combo pack that you can get and, uh, that'll have a game on it to begin with, you know, it depends on what you want to do, whatever. And she's like, well, I trust you just get it. Like, okay, it's going to cost a little. She's like, just do it. So I went on eBay and I found a Mario Kart 8 red blue controller edition, $600 when you consider tax and everything. And the regular price, like $399, you can get them on sale for cheaper than that, right? But it was like five five forty plus tax and shipping and everything. It raises it up. I'm like, all right. There was like one left. And then there was like two left on all of eBay, the entirety of eBay. There was two left with the gray gray. I was like, all right. So before I pulled the trigger on it, I texted her and I said, look, this is what I've got. So. She's up at the lake with my nephew and her husband, and they've been there since this whole thing kicked off. She was in town running errands, getting food from grocery stores, whatever, and then she was going to head on back. So she had already tried a couple of stores that she was already at. She was at Target, and I think she went to Walmart or whatever, and then she tried to search online a little bit. She's not a complete idiot or whatever, but... She tried to search online and just couldn't find anything. She's like, I need help. Like, okay, here are your options. And it's $600. And she was like, do it. And I'm like, okay. And after I did it, she's like, is it going to get here before his birthday? I was like, okay, here's the deal. I chose the one out of the, the two that I could find that had the least amount of shipping time, but I don't know. And there was no way to expedite the shipping on eBay. And so she's like, okay. So lo and behold, we had it shipped not to the lake because it doesn't have a mailbox and deliveries doesn't go there all the time. So I had it shipped to my parents' house in the Twin Cities. And it was just blind luck that it came in on the 15th and his birthday is on the 16th. And so my parents went to the lake that first birthday. They were planning on doing it anyway. It was just the five of them. It wasn't like a, a huge thing. And my mom, and my dad have been sequestered really ever since. So they brought it up to him and he opened it and it was like the best thing ever. It literally, my sister had sent me a video of him opening it and he was just going nuts because he hasn't seen another soul for like a month. They'd just been up there and they've scared him to the point where he doesn't want to go anywhere when they do go out to like grocery stores or something like that. He doesn't want to go anywhere. And it is Wisconsin, Minnesota. So they're not overcome like say other places like new york or something like that but you know it's it's still for an 11 year old it's it, it's still scary so he was just overjoyed to get it my sister got back to me and so she said okay here's the reason why i said okay because he wasn't going to get a birthday party so any money that we were going to spend with the birthday party with his friends we threw into this okay here you go so there's a shortage of electronics out there right yeah I might watch Luke Cage before I watch Iron Fist. We'll see. I'm still getting through Discovery. I've got five episodes of Discovery. No, I'm on ten, so four and a half. I'm, I've got maybe three and a half. So I've got a few episodes of Discovery left, and I'm getting close, right? I've got, I don't know, four days left before my CBS All Access free 
goes and I don't want to get charged. So I got to get through. Those are my first priority. Yeah, I'm almost done. And honestly, I'm not missing the CW shows. I'm not either. Yeah. These shows, even Discovery, it's made at a higher quality. It's like streaming quality level versus linear TV level. And it's just, it's better, I think. And am I wrong in that? No. I just got a thing for CBS stuffing that stuff in all access. Just not going to pay 10 bucks a month for that. <sighs> no, I'll just wait till Discovery is all out. Spin for a month and there you go. There is a season three that's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. I don't know if it's just in the can or if they've got more work to do on it. I don't know. Seen advertisements for it on, on all access. Like that it's coming, not any sort of like trailer or anything, but that it's coming. Okay. They don't have a trailer. They probably don't have the CGI done. I don't know. I'm not following it that closely, but yeah, I'm doing that. And then I've got clone wars to get through too. And I stopped watching Cosmos so I could watch all of Star Trek, Picard, Discovery Season 1, Discovery Season 2. So it's just been Discovery wall-to-wall here for the past couple of weeks, or Star Trek for the past couple of weeks. And it's not bad. I actually probably would enjoy it if it wasn't stuff behind that CBS All Access paywall. Yep. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2020.